Hi there, you're listening to Gear Up Season 2, where we bring you the Duke Career Center's own career advisors to talk about a variety of summer internship experiences. My name's Stephanie, and today we're talking to Catherine, who advises computer science jobs at the Career Center. Sure, my name's Catherine Allen. I'm an assistant director here at the Duke Career Center, where I primarily focus on computer science students at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, that is sort of my area of choice, but also I will meet with any student. So there's no um, there's no guidelines that I only have to meet with computer science mm-hmm. students, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess for this, like, we'll focus mainly on computer science students, but if you have like other examples of students you've met with, then feel free to definitely add those in. So. Okay. For computer science students, I know there's like a wide range of internships within that that mm-hmm. students uh, are usually interested in. But generally speaking, like how early would you say that your students start looking for summer opportunities? Sure. If you want to work in a big with a big five tech company, say you know Apple, Microsoft, Google, Amazon, Facebook you're going to want to start looking for internships early fall. And that really means you've got to have your personal materials ready by over the summer. Oh. Um, and so that's true for early. every year? Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. sophomores. Mostly because fall is the biggest recruiting season for larger tech companies. And if they get all their positions filled in the fall, they won't be back in the spring. Mm-hmm. And more, more and more years we see them getting what they need in the fall. So... You really have to be prepared to hit the ground running in August. With that said, though, there's plenty of students who have no interest in working Mm -hmm. with a big five tech company. And that landscape changes things a little bit. Fall is still a popular time, um, but you have more flexibility and you'll see more opportunities throughout the academic year. So if you're ending December and you haven't, gotten any offers or you haven't seen the opportunity come across that you really want, don't panic because there's going to be a ton of opportunities available for you again in the spring. Uh, In fact, you will see opportunities pop up even towards the end of the spring semester. So just be patient and know that it's a process. Uh, But if you're really going for a competitive internship, especially if it's your junior junior year, Mm -hmm. fall is is the time mm-hmm. so during the fall or even i guess and the end of summer mm-hmm. what kind of like resources are available to students for finding internships like where should they be looking for those yeah. opportunities so it's going to be multifaceted you're going to want to pull in a lot of different resources to help really i always recommend a first solid stop is our career connections um Platform. Everybody has an account. You just log in with your NetID. But uh, there on the left-hand side is going to be a jobs and internships section. And you, there's a lot of different filters you can apply. But, you know, start broad to see all the options listed there and then start to narrow down because obviously the more you narrow down, the fewer options you're going to see. But also go ahead and get your your search saved on that platform so that when you're in the throes of the fall semester all you got to do is log in and just see that saved search you don't have to reapply everything all the time Mm -hmm. Um, once you get familiar with that platform I also recommend linkedin.com slash students if you 
if you have a LinkedIn account and you log in and you search jobs there, that's great too. But I would say start with linkedin.com slash students. It's going to look like an informational page. What you've got to do is scroll down, and it's sort of towards the bottom half of the page. It says student jobs. So you click that link. You don't have to log into LinkedIn at all. So if you don't have a LinkedIn profile or you don't like your LinkedIn <laughs> profile, you don't have to log in. Um, and you can sort by internships. You can sort by entry level. And... Um, of course, they have all the usual filters there, too. But that's just really great because there's opportunities that may not be posted in Career Connections. Um, and you might even learn about new companies of interest through through that search, too. So those are sort of the two starting points. But I would say the other piece of locating internships that is a little more vague, well, it's vague if you've never heard of it, but is networking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, people often avoid networking. I get it. I'm not, you know, a natural networker myself. It's something, you know, you have to learn to do and be intentional about, but it is totally doable and it is critical to finding internships or full-time job opportunities. I would say that um, if you're interested in learning more about networking, we have some great videos and guides uh even there's a course on our career center website that you can take at 2 a.m if you want Um, and of course you can always come in for an appointment and talk more about it and practice your um your elevator pitch and and you know get get feedback on whatever emails you want to send to people but the idea is really that um the internship search or any job search is a parallel process. It can't just be you on Google or mm-hmm. on some database searching for jobs. You've got to get out there, meet people mm-hmm. in the profession, doing what you want to be doing, um, and learn from them and and meet their connections and expand your network that way because there's a ton of opportunities that never get posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So I know this definitely varies from company to company, but what would you say is like the usual kind of application process for some of these internships? You know, like what should students be expecting? Like what skills should they be fine tuning, especially for something like computer science that is so hard skills? Yeah, well, like you said, it does vary Mm -hmm. from company to company. I I think from a tech standpoint, when you're applying to an internship, you are you can expect an initial application like with everything Mm -hmm. um some of the components may vary some companies may say we don't care about a cover letter okay fine just give them the resume right so you'll see differences there but then you're you're moving on to probably one to two types of interviews um one might be just an initial phone interview. It might only be 30 minutes. It's really just behavioral questions mm-hmm. to get to know you. Essentially, they like what they saw on your application. They just want to see, um, are are you what they think you are on from paper, right? So when they talk to you on the phone, do they have a great conversation with you? Mm-hmm. Can you speak about some of your experiences um, in, in a well-rounded way? And uh, and can you have a great conversation, essentially? From there, we're looking at some kind of technical interview. And that could be in person, literally with, like, a dry erase board in the room. Or it could be on Google Drive, where mm-hmm. you're just sharing a document. Um, 
that does in itself require a whole different type of prep, which we can talk about if if that's of interest. Um, but then from there, depending on the company, you're either getting into now the team has to decide who they want to hire and uh, you get connected to a certain project or um, specific area Mm -hmm. and then you go then you're officially hired and you're walking through that official process or you know maybe there's a final round interview maybe they're they've got a ton of people they got to decide about and Mm -hmm. so they're going to throw in a third interview um the other thing to to keep in mind is if the company is really small they might just say hey we really liked you um we want to bring you out in person to Mm -hmm. meet everyone in person um, so there's different levels of like investment that a company will yeah. make for interns, different levels of uh, contact, but overall you can at least expect one to two interviews at a minimum. Mm-hmm. And you'll you'll see that similar process in full time job search too. It's just more intense, mm-hmm. right? Like you will have more technical interviews than just one or two, mm-hmm. right? So. Um, Think of your internship interview process as sort of like a mini version yeah. of the full time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, yeah. yeah. So usually, I mean, the technical interview varies. I'm guessing a lot depending on the position. Because I know I have so many friends that have to do the little coding segments. Oh yeah, online, and yeah. that's a big part of the interview process for them. Yeah. Um, so, and you know, that brings up a good point where some companies will have an initial assessment. Mm-hmm. You do that before anything else. If you, if you get through that initial assessment, then they may want to talk to you more. So they might use that um, those initial coding prompts as a way to uh, weed out students that maybe aren't going to be a great fit or don't have the coding level that mm-hmm. they're looking for. Um, but that's not every company. Mm-hmm. And also I, I would say, you know, keep in mind that you should – uh, be able to have some sort of input into the coding language that you're interviewing in. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Java is your game and Python is what they want to interview, like you should be able to have that conversation with your company mm-hmm. contact to say Java is what I want to be interviewed in. Now, if they don't use Java at all, <laughs> right? That's a different it story. Might not be a good fit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but it's not like you're going to have to interview in a language that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just I always like to throw in, because technical interviews can be really intimidating, that an internship, by definition, is not just a work experience. Mm-hmm. It is a learning experience. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to be an expert. Yeah in the programming language or in their tech that they're going to expect you to use. There is a learning component with really good internship programs. And so you should not only be able to feel like you can contribute to a larger product or uh, complete a great project, but you should also feel like you're gaining additional skills at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess moving out of that, so let's say Mm -hmm. go through the application process, get the job, amazing. Um, one thing I think a lot of students struggle with is not really knowing what to expect from working a full-time job pretty mm-hmm. much mm-hmm. for maybe the first time in their yes. lives. So what kind of advice would you give to students who are going into a computer science internship maybe for the first time um, about kind of what to expect and how to prepare themselves for that transition? Yeah, I mean, that is that is definitely a transition. Yeah. It's, it's one of those that's, you know, the experience is everything, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, from my perspective, I recommend that students take some time before they start their internship to really get in a space around what they want mm-hmm. from the experience. What are their goals? Are there certain things that they want to learn while they're there? Um, think about how they want to spend their time. Who is it that they want to meet? Who are they going to connect with? How do they want to do that? Um, how will they put themselves out there to get to know their coworkers, their colleagues, other interns? Um, so really sort of getting a plan of, okay, I've got this great, you know, eight, ten week, whatever length program. How am I going to make the best of it? And it really starts to get to intentionality, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, we're talking schedule, right? You know, there is going to be a learning curve around having to get up early, showing Mm -hmm. up on time, working a full day, figuring out how to take care of yourself in that space. But also, if you can go in it with some intentionality of when this is over, what do I want to have? What do I want want to be able to say or add to my resume or be able to tell people about? I think that also helps alleviate some of the um, overwhelming feelings of, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to work 40 plus hours mm-hmm. or 20 plus hours, depending on how your program's set up. Mm-hmm. Um, just think about what am I doing this for? Yeah. And how can I go and get those things while also being an awesome team member Mm -hmm. and being an awesome intern and really showing my genuine curiosity and excitement for what I'm working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great transition because I think something that I know a lot of students I've I've struggled with and I've heard friends struggle with the opposite is either not having enough work to do and not being given enough responsibility or, you know, being forced to work like a 55 hour, you know, working until 10 p.m. at night. Yeah. So I guess what's kind of like your experience with hearing uh, like students' experiences about that and what advice would you give them of like being able to advocate for themselves Mm -hmm. um, and either say I would like more, this is too much, Mm -hmm. and still being respectful of kind of the structure of the company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, I hear stories like this from time to time where students will say, yeah, it was great, but... By, like, day two, I'd pretty much done mm-hmm. what they wanted me to or, you know, insert whatever scenario, similar scenario. So, really, I think it that is an opportunity when a student realizes that's the direction things are going mm-hmm. to use the communication skills that you have. Think about how can I initiate a conversation with my supervisor about my interest in taking on more mm-hmm. and getting involved in some other aspects of the project or the work. So there's that conversation piece that you have to think about. And yeah, there's some preparation there because mm-hmm. we don't always go into the, a work environment knowing how to do that. So, you, But you know how to communicate well or else you probably wouldn't be in that internship position. So certainly think about how do I want to say this? Mm -hmm. What's the wording that I want to use? What do I know about my supervisor and their sort of style and approach? How can I uh, navigate that by asking this question? Um, The other component is to really start to pay attention. So looking around at your colleagues, um, maybe other interns, but certainly other uh, full-time team members. What are they doing? Mm -hmm. How are they spending their time? Are they running around frantic? If so, 
put, you know, file that away. Mm-hmm. Like, is that something that you could say, oh, well, I noticed there, everybody seems really busy. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in this work. Are there things that I could take on and maybe help, yeah. help out? Um, also notice, what do people say in staff meetings? What are people talking about? Um, you will hear, people will tell you what they need. Mm-hmm. Um, you just have to be willing to listen and sort of settle into listening to really pick up on it. And so there's uh, the observation part too. So once you kind of identify, okay, I keep hearing this need over and over again. If that's something that excites you and you feel like you can attach to it, then that can be part of that conversation that you take to your supervisor. Because it's not just, hey, I want to do something else or I want to do more. It's, well, I noticed in these meetings this came up a lot. Is there any way that I can support that effort? Um, So Communication skills, listening skills, observation skills, all the things you already do, you just got to apply it into Mm -hmm. this new context. And then trust your gut, too, because you know the people that you're working with. You're getting to know them each and every day. So that will also help you figure out how best to approach them and have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So let's say fast forward, summer's over now. You had an amazing internship experience, perfect amount of work, everything. Uh, what do you think are some ways that students can can work to like maintain the connections that they made at companies beyond just you know adding everyone on LinkedIn? Yeah, you know LinkedIn is really great, but I do think that one of the best ways to keep doors open is to say thank you when you're wrapping up your time at an internship. Don't hesitate to let the people that you worked closely with or that you made a strong connection with know how grateful you are, Uh, not just for their relationship, but also their time in teaching you and getting to know you and investing in, in your time at the company. And part of that thank you is I would love to stay in touch. Thank you so much for a wonderful internship experience. I enjoyed learning X, Y, Z from you. You know, you can be specific. Mm-hmm. I would love to continue our conversations outside of uh, my internship as I head back to Duke. Mm-hmm. Can can I reach out to you uh, regarding industry-related things or job search questions as I begin a full-time job search or things like that? Go ahead and let them know. Hey, I want mm-hmm. to stay connected. And here's how I think is the best way for me to stay connected to you within the professional context. So, uh, and then let them say, yeah, that'd be great. I've never had a student come back and say, they were like, no, don't ever talk to me again. <laughs> right? Because I do think there's this, like, maybe it's written, but I've never seen it written. I think there's this, like, unwritten rule that. If you are professional established in a field and someone of in- who's interested in that field wants to talk to you, you're generally willing to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that plays into this idea of uh, networking and supporting um, professional growth. Mm-hmm. Just ask for it. Ask yeah, for what absolutely. you need. You don't know yeah. until you ask. Yeah, <laughs> and use that thank you as the entry point. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that is great advice. Okay, well, I think those are all of my questions. So thank you so much, Catherine. Yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. <laughs>